Hello and welcome to the End-to-End Value Chain podcast series. In this series, we discuss industry insights from people working to find solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Zoe Darwala, Communications Officer at the Consumer Goods Forum. Stevo Systems has been a member of the CGF for many years, where they specialize in bringing data management strategies for CPGs and retail. So nice to have you both here and looking forward to the discussion. So hello dear listener my name is Rudy Hagedorn I'm the director of end to end value chain and standards of the consumer goods forum and today we have two special guests from Stebo Systems hello Matthew hello Simon can Hi, you really present yourself yes hello uh, Matthew Causey uh, from Stebo Systems thanks for inviting us on Rudy uh, I'm the product marketing lead at Stebo Systems been working in and around data management and master data management for many years and I'm currently responsible for our go to market strategy for data management and sustainability data yeah thank you matthew simon over to you hi there yes i'm uh, uh, simon tuson i'm a product manager at uh, stebo systems i've worked for stebo systems for far too many years to mention and i'm currently very involved in in how we uh, turn our uh, solutions towards the sustainability space. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we have two specialists here. Today, we are going to talk about the differences it makes when a sustainability strategy is met with smart data management. So let me start with the first question now that we are here. In your point of view, which are some triggers for retailers and manufacturers to consider bringing in data management? What I mean is, which requirements need to be met in order to do this efficiently, actually? Thinking about that, you know, Data management already takes place in many organizations today. And, and the way that I see uh, ESG is, is it's an extra layer of that data management. It's, it's an extension of things that are already being done, but it does need a certain amount of attention to the, the details of, of how to do it. So they, typically I see companies are, are needing to do this because they're being pushed by regulatory bodies to, to manage data, they're being pushed by their investors to share data, and even the customers are saying they want to have more data. And there are a lot of data processes in place, but one has to think about it a little differently or when it comes to sustainability data, because some of the characteristics, I think, are very different. Um, that, that's my take on it. Yeah, well, certainly regulation is an important factor, and that's sort of increasing in all parts of the globe and different regulations depending on which product categories you're in but yeah you're right consumers are becoming far more discerning and making product selections based far more on the sustainability credentials of of suppliers uh, and actually from a business perspective just being a supplier so if you're a cpg or a manufacturer and you're trying to get your products onto shelves increasingly you're going to have to prove the sustainability credentials of both yourself and your supply chain in order for for your customers to take your products so it's becoming a business imperative to to, to have these credentials yeah thank you very much i usually like to ask about differences so i mean you you have been in the market for quite some time you have seen lots of companies uh, succeed uh, and some may be better than others um, so the question would be what differences do you see when you observe companies that do not apply data management when it comes to ESG strategy compared to those which do have data management tools and solution in use so and I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there and I, I think the organizations that 
don't have uh, solutions in, in place. Sort of experience what I call is data silos. The data is there. People spend a lot of effort getting the data, but it's in silos. Nobody really knows. I, I've been to organizations where people don't actually know who's responsible for the sustainability data. In fact, I've been to organizations where the person I was speaking to came back a, a day or two later and said, oh, I'm responsible. My department's responsible for the sustainability data. So data silos are a big challenge that's out there. The sustainability data, not everybody recognizes what it is and who owns it and where's it come from. And that leads to a, a lot of inefficiencies, struggles in getting the data, frustration, and ultimately it, it leads to errors. It's not errors that people are collecting the wrong information. How that information is being interpreted is incorrect. And that can have fairly significant consequences when you start sharing that out to third parties. You know, that, that's some of the, the challenges that I see with organizations that don't have a good strategy. And to make it even more complex is that when those standards change, the ability to pivot, to turn and react to those changes is daunting on some of these companies because they have data separated all over the place. So silos are the biggest issue. But then the inefficiencies and the, and the uh, complexity of dealing with changes becomes uh, e equally difficult. Yeah, I agree, Simon. And you know, uh, managing a sustainability strategy is going to require the use of a lot of data. And where you have a lot of data, whether it's a sustainability project or, or anything else, you've got data chaos. In large organizations, there's data chaos, uh, and that's around poor data quality, data silos, like Simon said, uh, different standards. How do you exchange data? Where do you store it? Or how do you reconcile it all? So without a structured data governance process, data management tools to manage this, yeah, you, you're just going to, to have such difficulty um, with a managing, understanding what you've got, sharing it, and dealing with change that you're your agility to change is, is, is just so hampered. And we see that time and time again, not just in sustainability projects, but also in all data management projects that, that organizations just are unable to move forward when, when they have a, a foundation of data chaos. Yeah, looking into making life easier for people and you know create more value, uh, the question that I usually ask is, okay, so who notices these differences first? So let's assume there's a company no data management today. Somebody comes by and says, I have a solution. Um, and let's say it's successful. So tomorrow you'll go. Who will notice in the company, hey, something has changed? What would be different in the work process? And who would notice on supplier side and elsewhere? So where would you say is the value creation actually happening? Well, that's a really interesting question because, you know, so many people inadvertently or directly or indirectly touch sustainability data. And without having that process in place, it, it has to be quite stressful. It must be quite an unpleasant place to be in, in, in having that responsibility to, to get this data and where does it exist? So it touches a lot of people, but but ultimately I think it will it will impact data quality and the and the data trust that people have. And that that will those people responsible, the marketing side trying to be responsible for getting data to customers and sharing their uh, information will, will will certainly be impacted. Suppliers, suppliers, and, uh, so if you do in a B two B world, uh, suppliers and customers will certainly be uh, notice the change. But um, uh, it's it's a difficult one to pin down. And and when I, when I think about this question, I mean, 
it's hard to say who doesn't touch sustainability data. I think that's right. That that whole data value chain touches every business process. Uh, your point, Rudy, is you know who notices it most. Well, well, certain different people have different requirements for it, but your end consumers will notice if they can get the information that they need to make an informed decision. Your account managers and your salespeople will know the struggles that they have if they can't provide to their customers your own internal ESG uh, uh, information, environmental, social governance information. Lots of people are being asked for these credentials, this information, and the ease with which you can access it and deliver it uh, will will become very noticeable to all those um, personas, I suppose, who, who who are being pressured to provide that. So that might be finance people, compliance regulatory people. Although the request is different, the access to data is is crucial. So there'll be lots of stakeholders in that data supply chain who will all notice the difference when it's coming from a single place, and that it's trusted. That's the critical thing about this. You know where it's stored and you know how you got it and you know how it's been changed and you know what it means and you can deliver that in a consistent, unambiguous way. I think you both mentioned something that we see a lot, which is that companies today struggle with a plethora of legacy data sources. They don't complain about missing data. They're mostly complaining about we have data somewhere and also different data types, data formats. On top of it, you have these trending topics that pop up once in a while, like transparency was the buzzword, then product data, then now ESG reporting. It all hits and they all knock on the door of the IT managers eventually and say, hey, we need something here. So in your view, how does sustainability data differ from the rest of the data stack that they usually handle in a company, especially in the framework or when it comes to ESG? I see this as that it's actually not really new data. I mean, with data, with companies are very good at managing data. You know, to be successful, you have to be able to manage data. And I think this is just an extension of some of the existing practices that are out there. Yes, it might be a new arena of sustainability and ESG reporting, and it might be a new topic. But actually, many of the data practices that are out there today are good for it. They help you simplify the process. You just have to apply it to the content and, and the context of sustainability. So I think when you when you, when you look at the data, you think, well, what do I need to do with it? A lot of these things are like governing it, putting that trust in it, knowing what's changed, knowing how it connects to your business. That's done today in, in a lot of uh, a lot of MDM uh, uh, solutions. They they put that governance, they put that that trust in there. I think one of the things that perhaps catch people out is that sustainability data differs slightly in that there is often a timed dimension to it. You know, the the, the uh, data that you capture around how sustainable a process is may only be valid for a period of time and it needs to be recertified, revalidated. So sometimes the time dimension catches people out. Along with that, you might have regional variations of data. So what, what you might classify as being sustainable in one region or, or, or the same organic or, or whatever, may be different in another region that you're operating in. So there are subtle differences in how you deal with the data, but the bottom line is, I think that a lot of these, a lot of organizations 
who are successful today manage data. And this is just an extension of those best practices. Yeah, I agree that it's an extension. But to your point, Rudy, I'm, 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 you know, there, there is a lot of data in organisations already. And yep, this is some more and, and quite a lot more for many of the reasons we've spoken about already. There, there will be a necessity to do this. I think for me, the importance here is that, you know, Simon's quite right, is that organisations are already good at managing and governing data. What they have to realise, certainly my perspective, is that for a chief sustainability officer, they need to connect the dots that this is a project that's underpinned by data. It's essentially a data-driven project. So, yes, you've got an ESG strategy and your expertise around sustainability and uh, but you're going to need to get in bed with the data owners and the, the chief data officer to connect the dots and get their support, because ultimately this is a strategy that is defined by trusted data that you need. And, and so in, in, in that respect, yep, it's, it's more data to that pot that you talked about. Yeah, very clear. So simply also to summarize a little bit, there's a question that tries to pull it all a little bit together. And some of the pieces uh, of the answer might be already have been mentioned, let's say, in this podcast. Handling all the sustainability data seems like a daunting task, right? So it's, it's growing. It's a dynamic sector. In your point of view, what specific learnings and insights could you share here about difference you see when specific challenges are met with data management? So a sound and educated strategy and when not. So what, what would we perceive from the outside, de depending on what kind of strategy a company assumes here, like one that tackles it with data management and one that says, wait and see? Well, I, 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 I think uh, the wait and see approach is going to lead to a very stressful environment. I think um, that's really not the way. I mean, I mean, we all know that business planning and and being prepared is 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 important. But um, I, I think in in relation to one of the best strategies and so forth, I think it's 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 really important to connect chief sustainability officers, the head of ESG, to the data people. I think the, the, they're not necessarily two uh, disciplines that sit together today. And maybe making that connection is a path to success in a data and ESG strategy. The, the two disciplines, although they may not at first seem to fit together, they can benefit one another. The, a lot of the, the, the master data management you know, best practices really can be applied to make the uh, CSO, the chief sustainability officer, uh, a role much easier by putting that that trust, the workflows, and 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 the data governance in place, so you actually know that all that effort and time that you're putting into in collecting data, whether it comes from internal sources or external sources, it's actually being managed, controlled, and you're getting the maximum value out of that effort. So, so to me, the the the, the thing is is taking the, uh, uh, the chief sustainability officer role and connecting it with the best practices and data management. Rudy, you mentioned that, um, that this is a, quite a burdensome task in terms of data management. And, and, and you'd be right. I mean, there is a lot of data to collect and you're collecting that you know, so much of it from outside of your own organization that you'll need to collect from from suppliers or other agencies who have collected information about raw materials or, or 
or products. So information that you don't have control of that you need to request, huge amounts of back and forth between, um, between organizations to get that data. So you know, that is a challenge. But the but the idea of you know, your your question is you know do we look at data management or do we wait and see? Wait and see isn't just naive; it's not an option. Sustainability legislation is coming. Uh, regulators are coming for you. Suppliers are coming for you. Customers are coming for you. It, you need to have answers ready. So w- wait and see just really isn't an option. Very clear words. I think it sums it all up. So thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Simon. So if somebody wants to know more, where could they find you? Yes, by all means, you can reach me at my email, which is situ at stebosystems.com or reach me at Simon Tucson on LinkedIn. I'm Matthew Causey and you can reach me on my email. It's mcaw at stebosystems.com. Or likewise, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Matthew Causey. Excellent. Um, Thank you, gentlemen, for your time today, for being with us. We hope to maybe see you in one of the future podcasts uh, with topics regarding to data management, sustainability, or maybe some other new and fresh area. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. And if you'd like to know more about um, the Product Data Coalition and the work that we do at End-to-End Value Chain, please visit uh, the Consumer Goods Forum website, www.consumergoodsforum.com. And please look for the Product Data Coalition to know more.